Are smartphones designed by the government to make humans subservient? Do trees give off oxygen, or do they really give off poison? All these questions answered and more you can find right here on This Paranormal Life. I'm going to be your host for today, Rory Powers, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kit Greer. Boo. Who said that? <laughs> Jesus, they're in the room. <laughs> now, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, what we do is every single week we look at a different paranormal case study, we investigate it as professional paranormal investigators, and we come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is legit. Two men on the verge of insanity brought to you <laughs> twice a week from our cells. From our mental selves. Deep underneath the earth. Now, we do a lot of podcasts. We do some that cover, you know, some comedy aspects of paranormal life that That's we know true. just simply aren't true. But for once, Kit, I hope you're ready to be scared Jesus. beyond belief. I'm sorry. What's oh, happening? Oh, you like a chuckle. Oh, yeah. You like an easy little podcast. Yeah, I, I How about do. being scared for once? Okay. Huh? How would you react right if now. I just had a knife I mean, in your face Jesus, right now? Sir. How would you There's react already to blood on it? Where did the blood come from? <laughs> I, I nicked myself when I was unsheathing it a little bit. It's actually really bad. It's actually wow. really bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. You don't have any banded bandages? No, I, I, I got some duct tape upstairs. Yeah. It's fine. Hold on a second. Uh-uh. I mean, duct tape's not really... Just patch that up. It's not... Yeah, I wouldn't say that's... Uh, we'll yeah. go again. Sanitary? So on I mean, today's pouring out. It really is. It's <laughs> the tip did very little. I got it. I got it. It's fine. On today's podcast, it's on your nose and ears. <laughs> on today's podcast, we're gonna investigate a case that's borderline nightmare fuel. Jesus, you've heard of the phrase "scared your socks off." What about scared the pupils off your eyes? Oh my god. And the reason we'll be using that phrase is because today we're going to be investigating the black-eyed children. That's not a band. I want to stress that early on that this is not a band. Those hacks took the name. Unbelievable. And twisted it to their game. To something hip-hop. Unbelievable. How dare they? Now, to start our investigation, let's look at one of the first official sightings that came to light. Please do. Let me set the scene. It's a warm summer night in 1996 in Texas. And a young man, Brian Bethel, is on his way to his internet provider's office to pay his bills. <laughs> Already, no that's weird. Ever, no, no, I'm shutting it down. This isn't, this isn't. <laughs> that, that's the weirdest part about this the whole is, story. This as has well. been written by some, like, 90-year-old who's never... <laughs> Well, it's also, it's 1996. Like, it's well-established that you can pay in other forms than hand-delivering checks to the office. That that shouldn't be possible to pay your internet bill in person. (laughs) Imagine going to the BT headquarters and being like, I was a little bit over this week. Did a bit more Facebook than usual. (laughs) Well, Brian's sitting there in the darkness, filling out the the check to Mm. give to the office. When he hears a knocking against his window, obviously startled. Brian looks up to see two boys standing outside his car. He described them as pale-skinned, curly-haired, and aged between 9 and 12. The boys are wearing hooded pullovers, so Brian can't quite see their faces. I mean, this sounds like a chord music video. It does. (laughs) Also, like, nothing nothing too weird yet. Yeah. It's just kids. This feels close to home because this is quite modern. A lot of our stories are in the distant past, but this is very recent. Absolutely. 1996, you know, we've all been in in cars at night with kids nearby. Mm-hmm. No big weird... No, I mean, we I were mean, that's a bit five, weird. 
So uh, just to clarify, we were these the kids children. actually. Now that I think about it, <laughs> this is my autobiography. This is the first chapter. Just run that by you guys. So Brian can't quite see their faces. So through the window, the two boys explained that they had no money and needed to get home to their mother. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Again, yeah. everything makes sense. I mean, so far. anyone with a heart got to look after these kids. Exactly. But while the conversation was going on, Brian was filled by this overwhelming, uncontrollable fear. Something wasn't right. Yeah. You know, I've been in those situations before where you're walking home and you've done that walk like a billion times. But for some reason, you're just like, oh, I feel yeah. a little on edge tonight, you know, yeah. for, some, for no reason at all. Yeah, you get a sort of premonition. So what do you do? You punch the kids. <laughs> you punch it into first gear. You, you rip you, up, you pull a hoodie <laughs> over their face, Scooby-Doo style. Who are you really? A goblin child? <laughs> you tell them to get in the back, but when they reach for the door, you drive a couple feet forward and you say, sorry, that was an accident. I insist this time I will let you in. They go for the door. You reverse a bit. Apology again. Into I- their face. <laughs> <laughs> you run them over. So at this point, the two boys continue to try and convince Brian to give them a lift, asking if Brian would let them in. Even though it feels wrong, Brian, being the nice guy that he is, goes to open the car door. Yeah. But it's, that's... It's, it's, heart, it's heart overhead, you know? Well, what do you do? Exactly, because I think in this situation, even if it doesn't feel right, you're probably going to let the kids you in. Got, you have to. Because it's the poor kids. Because imagine these kids get stuck, and then suddenly they say they tried to get help from you. Exactly. But at this moment, that's when he sees it. One of the boys has dark pupilless eyes. Whoa. Brian described them as, quote unquote, the sort of eyes you would see these days on aliens or bargain basement vampires on late night television. <laughs> Very self-aware, this guy. Yeah. They were soulless orbs, like two great swaths of starless night. All right, was he an author? <laughs> He's getting a bit poetic with yeah. it now, yeah. At this point, Brian is petrified. He makes a quick excuse and drives away as fast as he can. But when he looks back in the rearview mirror, the boys are gone. What is going on here? Wow, what are okay. we thinking? Ah, this is very confusing. I mean, you place yourself in that scenario. Right. This is extremely confusing. It's like, imagine trying to go to bed that night. Yeah. And like, you're just trying to piece together what the hell happens. Like, you're trying to do your best, look after these kids. And then they freak you out. And then then you're questioning whether it even happened at all. Exactly. And also, that's a situation where nothing really out of the ordinary happened yeah. to the point where you'd be questioning, was I just a dick? Did I just leave two kids left stranded? Yeah. Because you could almost think you got inside your head too much. 100%. Maybe it was a shadow. Maybe the... Kid did have pupils. Yeah. So maybe- I know that's the kind of story you would go and like tell your partner or like someone in your family and they'd go, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a kind of weird story. And you're like, no, but you had to be there. If you yeah, saw their eyes. They were creepy eyes. as hell. One yeah. of them was like, oh, can we come in? Can we come in? The other one was like small, like a man, <laughs> but, but not quite a man. I saw a child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like a black eyed child. So let's talk about these creatures okay because Uh brian believed that they were something called black eyed children or black eyed kids bek for short okay now in all situations the kids or the group of kids will approach an adult who's alone and request help for them in the form of granting entrance to a car house or a building Mm. it's as if without consent they can't actually continue on with whatever horrible malicious activity they've very vampire like right that's my initial thought because vampires have to be invited in it's true you know so these kids maybe it's like oh we're gonna murder brian but we need him to say 
It's okay, kids. You can murder me before yeah. they actually murder him. Well, it's a weird. Point. It's a weird kind of um, border of consent, isn't it? It's like you know they start murdering him, and he's like, "I didn't say you can murder me. I just let you in." Yeah. And they're like, "Good enough." <laughs> ah! Start purging him. Now, as their eyes are typically covered. The first warning sign for a victim is an unexplainable sense of dread that overpowers whoever makes contact with a BEK, mm. which is essentially what Brian, what came over Brian as well, yeah. is this just unexplainable Bad sense of juju. fear. Okay. Yeah. It's like when I know I'm going to see my dad again. I yeah. Just, this horrible sense of fear and just dread. sinking and, in your stomach. And anger. Yeah. And, uh, to move on to another reported incident that occurred around 2010... Jesus. We're getting really recent with this. A hiker named David was camping out by Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Now, David was on his way to a big hiking trip. And we all know there's not a lot of functioning bathrooms out in the woods. It's true. So Cracked before reaching the campsite, David stops nearby to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. This check, this is more normal than hand delivering your yeah. internet check. I mean, this is this is like, you know, they, they always say if you're going to tell a lie... You're going to make up a story, put something embarrassing in it. It's like he's done that. Yeah. So I was going to take a shit. (laughs) David wet himself on the way to his hike. He left the bathroom. He had toilet paper stuck to his shoe. (laughs) His high school crush saw him when he fell in a puddle. It was a horrible mess. Dumped (laughs) instantly. So after he's finished up, he's about to leave when he bumps into two children. Oh my God. One of them asks, can you help us? And they're just in the middle of the woods? Standing, well, they're in the bathroom. They're still in, in the, the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, again, David, much like Brian, is a nice guy. Not one to turn down helping a stranger. But there's something about these kids that's filling it him right, with dude. fear. Their eyes, perchance. <laughs> Look at their, their eyes. Their dark, soulless eyes. <laughs> they're wearing aviators. <laughs> Shit, I can't see. So David actually makes up an excuse and gets ready to leave but not before glancing back at the children. And that's when he sees it. Their eyes are entirely black. David quickly walks out of the bathroom and drives away. Damn. So at this point, I want to ask, what are the implications? What what does one of these kids want to do to you? According to these stories, the only people who survived to tell us about these kids, you know, they got away. Yeah. So do we have any, do we know what these kids are up to? What are their intentions? Not really. And it's kind of hard to tell because I read a lot of encounters with BEKs. Yes. And a lot of the time, if you don't let them in or give them consent, whatever they're asking, they can't actually really do anything. Yeah. Uh, There was one story, which as a professional paranormal investigator, I wasn't sure of its credibility Mm. of someone who did let BEKs into their house. Mm. And they said that immediately uh, within the first 10 minutes, their cat started freaking out and hissing at the children. And uh, shortly afterwards, when the kids left, uh, the husband of the wife who lived in the house uh, had nosebleeds that continued on for weeks. Jesus. Unexplainable nosebleeds. Wow. Yeah. Freaky stuff. So that again, no actual like harm, no like stabbing, no like, we'll make your eyes black like ours. Yeah. <sighs> stabbing people yeah, yeah, in the yeah. eyes. Just kind of this creepy, can we come into yeah, your they house? Yeah, just bring and... a bad vibe, kind of like a bit of a curse. Yeah, and, exactly. Oh, the curse, curse kids. Okay. Uh, so now going back to David, 
You've just seen two possible demon children in a public bathroom. <laughs> so what do you do? Well, obviously the only logical option is to continue your camping trip and sleep out in the dark goddamn woods by yourself. I mean, I guess you've committed. You've booked the weekend off work. You yeah. just gotta, you know, I'm not going home just because of two kids. <laughs> I'm going to hunker down and listen to my cassette player, put on some good vibes and try and get past this. So later on, David's trip, as he lay curled up in his sleeping bag, he heard noises from outside his tent. <laughs> we have black eyes. <laughs> through the sound of wind, a voice cut through. A small child begging to be let into the tent. No, don't do that. That's pretty scary. It's pretty creepy. Like, I really, I've been camping a lot. Like I do it most summers. Mm. I go back to camp in Northern Ireland and there's sometimes where I've been camping and it's really stormy nights. You know those nights where it's like the wind, it just feels like it's punching your tent from all yeah. directions. Can you imagine that? But you know, maybe there's light from the moon and you can see the silhouette of this like <laughs> child against the tent. A lightning flask. <laughs> His hands are up. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be so scared. <laughs> He's got a yo-yo. He's got like little kid paraphernalia. He's got a Beyblade. Stand back. <laughs> He's got a fidget spinner. Let us in. <laughs> little swag kids. <laughs> He's on a hoverboard in the woods. Hi. So the kid begged to be let in the tent. Yeah. This continued for most of the night. Both kids pleading to be let into the tent. Okay. <laughs> we should stop here because. Okay. I just need to, you know, just remove all, all doubt here that right. these weren't legitimately children that needed help. Starving to death in yes. the woods. I mean, uh, completely unrelated, two <laughs> children were found dead the next day. <laughs> Starved to death. I mean, children go missing all the time. I mean, lots of kids need help a lot of the time all around the world. Can you imagine moving on to a story where it's like Christopher was in the bathroom and he saw a small child. It asked for help. Immediately, Christopher decked the child in the nose and sprinted for the exit. It's just a strange. He gave him like... a swirly, locked the bathroom door, and set the bathroom on fire. <laughs> Doing the police interviews afterwards, and it's like, it's like, so did the child hurt you in any, in any ways? I just panicked. I was so scared. I gave him a swirly in the bathroom, and I took his money. <laughs> It's like, you, you took the child's money? I don't know if he was a demon or a monster, but I know he was a nerd. <laughs> he was a nerd. He had about 350 and change on him, probably to buy some weapons or knives. <laughs> they just slowly place handcuffs on him just as he's testifying. They just so slowly place him in the docks in front of a judge. The judge just squinting. I also love the idea that he never gets his breath back. <laughs> also, officer, to continue the story, halfway through the assault, his father, also a demon, came in and tried to stop me. He said my child is not a demon and that I was, in fact, the demon. For everything I had done, five dead. He is now dead in the bathroom. Also, I will collect my medals at the ceremony this evening. They're placing him in an electric chair. This is a strange ceremony to congratulate me on hunting a demon. Is this some sort of crown you are placing on me? Is this electrical current some sort of payment that I am processing? He doesn't know what dying feels like. Being placed in a coffin. Is this some sort of 
prize for my achievements? I'm going to assume that in every one of these cases, the vision of these black-eyed children and this uncontrollable fear is enough to assure that these are not just children starving in the woods. Yeah. We're going to have to side with them. You had to be their moment, you know. Exactly. Because this is the other sucky thing. If you are in one of these experiences, we've had this... You know, if you see an alien, you can say to someone, I saw a ship come down from the sky, yeah. it abdu- it slit a cow's throat, and then became a black helicopter and flew mm. away. That's a lot of very, very spooky, paranormal, unexplainable things. If you're like, I saw two creepy kids in the bathroom, they were pleading for help, yeah, it's and I sat in my sleeping bag all yeah. night. You don't feel good about that. I mean, because these kind of stories, you hear these myths all the time, and it's this kind of idea. I don't know if we're going to get there, Roy, but shapeshifters. And so if if a creature can take any form, it's a bit like a siren. It's if a creature can take any form, it's like with a siren, it takes the form of a beautiful woman with a beautiful voice. Who wouldn't? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You went on the sea. If there was like some sort of operation to become a woman like i would do it right now i would legit <laughs> do it today completely different angles here if there was some crazy operation <laughs> some like crazy future futuristic operation to become a woman to just become a woman i would, yeah, I I would mean, do it, it. I, mean, I mean that exists huh? i mean you could do that like i mean it's it, it's, no it's very progressive you time. can't you could... shapeshift kit i feel like you've been taught something wrong in your life yeah i mean you're not really talking about shapeshifting to like a beast or demon i mean if you just want to change your sex i mean that's yeah like if there was some crazy future operation where yeah, yeah, i could I mean, literally you, cut off my yeah, dick yeah you could and become a woman i mean i, would I wouldn't say that's a futuristic operation i mean i think i would do it yeah okay light on <laughs> i've got i've got scalpels and shit i can't think of a worse audio podcast than listening to someone <laughs> get their dick removed for a whole segment. The next 20 minutes just <laughs> ye- yelling. <laughs> Do you have any freaking anesthetic? <laughs> the next episode. Welcome to this Paranormal Life. I'm your host, Rosie. And this is Kit. <laughs> yeah, but, we, we yes. might get onto shapeshifters at some point. Yeah, but that if, if a beast can take any form and it's a particularly mischievous or intelligent beast, it's going to take the form of th- this most vulnerable person in society yeah. who needs help and that everyone feels obliged to uh, talk to and look after. Exactly, because you're playing that, that sympathy role. It's not going to take the form of like... A goblin. The, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. <laughs> Imagine I need that. help. Can <laughs> I get into your house? I need to call my mother. <laughs> exactly, you're not getting into the house dressed as Jason. Yeah. All right, so the haunting that night was so horrible. I'm going to call it a haunting because it was mm. essentially a haunting. It was so bad. I have a testimony from David here. And he says, it got so bad that I stopped replying and could only sob like a heartbroken teenage girl or like a woman who just learned her sister died, which, you know, men cry to David. It doesn't have to be either a teenage girl or a woman who yeah, learned I her mean, sister they're, died. They're, you could have just cried like the little bitch you were. <laughs> A little bitch man that wouldn't let two children into you a tent. You went from so woke to so unwoke <laughs> so fast. I, I cried like an inferior woman. <laughs> I was confused as if I had the smaller brain of a woman. As if I had feelings <laughs> like some kind of weak subhuman beast. But as a man, I did not let those children into my tent. So my yeah. face became wet in some sort of contorted feeling. So that's the first time I thought David is a bit of a dick. Okay. In his statement. So the next morning, he reluctantly opens the front of the tent to discover the children are nowhere to be seen. Yeah. There's absolutely no trace of them. Similar to Brian's case, 
looked back. I mean, obviously this one took all night, but Brian looked back immediately and they were gone. Mm. Now, in the morning, he wandered around some of the open trails for a while now that it was daylight. Uh, and the only thing he found was a dead duck. Hmm. Whether or not that was related. Anything to do with it. I mean, they could have just, I mean, ducks die yeah. all the time. Animals die. Literally sure. just drop dead. Or maybe there's black-eyed ducks. Yeah, but- <laughs> and that, that duck was involved in an equal haunting. Like the duck was in his nest. And yeah. there's like two little black-eyed ba- ducklings. Baby that duckling. Denison. <laughs> <laughs> and then the duck's like, I was afraid like a female duck or, or a little baby duck. I think the odds are he probably just found a duck, like a dead duck. Yeah, I feel like Because after a night like that, you, if you find anything weird, you're going to try and piece it into what yeah, you experienced. absolutely. Like there was a branch broken by a, like a bullfrog. Yeah, it was in the shape of a cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? It may or may not have been related. Now we've talked about what these creatures are and the threat they pose. And that's like a question that I found myself coming back to a lot was what threat do they pose? Yeah. Because one of the comments that I really liked uh, under this story that I found was um, they seem really creepy, but how good of a fighter are these little kids? Really, if I just went primal on them, what if I just began screaming and flinging punches and bites? And that was... Daikujia from Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, that. often when people ask that question, how tough someone is, they go, well, I, you know. What do I, you bench? Yeah. What I've, do you bench, kid? I, I've trained, you know, it's like I'm a black belt in, in Taekwondo. Yeah. Uh, so how are they going to stand up to that? But this guy's just like, he's very honest. It's like, he's no training whatsoever. If I go, <laughs> if I behave like an, a monkey. What does he say? If I went primal if on I went them. primal on them. It's like scratching the little black I eyes. I need to on. use that more, like in day to day life. Going primal. That's so funny. I mean, well, look, look at the the two combatants in the corners of the ring. You've got a man going primal, <laughs> throwing punches and bites, quote unquote, and you've got kids without eyes. Yeah. I mean, I think I would put my money on the primal primal phoenix man. Yeah. You know, I feel like w- what they're capable of is what separates them. Yeah. From being legit kids. Yeah. And just children. What they're capable of really come down to what they are. What are these things? Yes. So we talked a little bit about vampires yes. following that similar trait where they have to be let in somewhere by the host. And that's how it's kind of like that's almost consent for the vampire to then mess suck you your blood out and, mm. and mess you up. It's very similar to with these kids. They can't actually, it doesn't seem like they can do anything mm. unless you give them consent to proceed. The other idea is that they are demons, which is what the eyes would suggest. Yeah. Demonic creatures. Other is like the ghosts of dead children mm-hmm. that it like suffered on earth, died mm. as kids. But then that doesn't really work because like there's lots of kids that have died in horrible circumstances and there's not like millions of little yeah. black eyed kids roaming around. Uh, I quite like the idea of kind of demonic or the other cool one was that they were actually part of a creation by the government. Oh. Like scientific, not scientific, experimentation. Because in that story where the husband and the wife let the kids into the house and they were in there for a little while, they didn't actually do anything, but they just said, our parents will be here soon. Ooh. And uh, after a brief period of time, uh, they said, our parents are here. And they walked outside. And at the end of the driveway were um, another paranormal group that we might go on to discuss. The tall black men 
Or yeah, maybe the, the black eyed men in black. The, yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Because everyone thinks like, oh, men in black, that's the FBI who yeah. cover up the aliens. Will Smith. But no, they're actually uh, allegedly <clears throat> six to seven foot tall, slender men ah. who essentially are just like statuesque. They don't motion, they don't move. Mm. So they had come up to they're collect these children. Exactly. Exactly. So that's another creepy, interesting, creepy like origin myth. Yeah. This sounds a little bit like. Stranger Things, you know, the story yeah. of Eleven. She's a bit like a little, you know, black-eyed kid. She's like running around town trying to get help. 100%. And she then, gets nosebleeds all the time. Disaster just follows. She's not a bad kid, but disaster follows her wherever she goes. And the guy who first takes her in gets messed up by these government agents. Yeah, absolutely. Who's to say that they're not hunting him down? Who's to say when David met those kids in the bathroom, they were actually looking for help? Yeah. And he instead shanked them and yeah. gave them swirlies <laughs> and killed their dad. <laughs> David, you monster. You killed Eleven. <laughs> oh my God. How cutest kid ever. So looking at the origins of these creatures. Yes. A lot of people believe that the origin of BEKs are based in the ghostly and paranormal world. Mm-hmm. But others believe their origins are much more otherworldly. Mm, take us there. Get this. Okay. This, this doesn't happen in every uh, case study that we do. But sometimes you come across a revelation. You make a little connection. Yeah. That maybe no one in the world has ever seen before. You uh-huh. crack a case. Uh-huh. You essentially feel like Nicolas Cage in National Treasure. Yeah. What I'm saying is I we mean, need or- to go get the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I was going right to say, now. yeah, like a real person who maybe achieved oh, some sort of discovery. A lot of my feelings <laughs> yeah, are like related Indiana to Nicolas Jones Cage movies. <laughs> Just Nicolas Sometimes Cage. I feel so angry, like Nicolas Cage and <laughs> Wicker Man. Sometimes I feel trapped, also like Nicolas Cage and Wicker Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly Wicker Man now I think about it. <laughs> well, I, I essentially put together a little bit of research last night. And it All was right. very much like, as soon as you make this connection, usual suspects style drop the pot of coffee in slow motion. Yeah. Smash on the floor like, my God, I've just pieced it all together. Yeah. So talking about them coming from another world. In Turkey, 1993, a group of construction workers were digging around in a pre-pottery Neolithic site. Now, this era would be around the time of uh, Gobekli Tepe. Very, very, very early on. Now, while they're working, they stumbled upon pieces of a statue broken up into four pieces. Once assembled, the workers realized they had found the oldest humanoid statue yet to be discovered in the world. Wow. So that was essentially the first known sculpture of a human-humanoid type yeah. Uh, statue. I think we've talked about this site, Gobekli Tepe. Tepe, before in the podcast, but yeah, people don't realize. But this, yes, this is basically the earliest known human kind of construction on the earth. It's probably mm-hmm. what is sitting around 15,000 years old or something like that. Yeah, because originally, what well, they thought it was the Mayans. Yeah. And then they found this and it's yeah. just completely thrown everything into disarray. Now, this statue, commonly referred to as the Urfa Man, as I believe mm. it was found around the Urfa region, uh, has all the characteristics of the normal human body, except... <laughs> except, Kit, what's what's this in my Rory, notes? your your eyes... They're going black. The statue's eye sockets Dude. had been filled with dark obsidian. We are talking about a statue carved around 13,000 years ago with solid black eyes. Wow. And that's the first known uh, sculpture of a human that's ever that's been wild. found on this earth. 
with black eyes. What I'm going to do, I've, I've actually got a picture of it, because it's available to Whoa. see in a museum. You can actually go see it. Wow, now. that's amazing. This is a picture of the statue. <laughs> I turned to stone. <laughs> Drop dead. <laughs> yeah, that thing's pretty creepy It's looking. creepy, isn't it? So could you remind the viewers what it is so they can Google it at home and look this up for themselves? Uh, yes, this is commonly referred to as the Urfa Man. This is U-R-F-A Man. <laughs> Great. Found, yeah, 13,000 years ago. It truly does have black eyes. And it's weird because they haven't just, like, carved sockets for where you could put eyes. They filled it with obsidian, which is mm. essentially just dark, dark stone. He does look, he's pretty tall. It does look like he could be kind of early Slender Man. Yeah. Dude. And I mean, we've talked, we've talked, we did an extensive podcast where I got very excited about the prospect of ancient aliens. Mm -hmm. We won't we, go there again. We, we talked about Neil Armstrong hunting for like ancient libraries mm. and these cultures that have all these um, advanced technologies that shouldn't have been available at the time. Now we're finding out that one of the earliest statues of humans ever carved has black, black orb-like eyes. Mm hmm could this possibly be a link to the BEKs that we see wandering around the streets, stirring up shit in bathrooms and trying Absolutely. to get into people's cars? And I mean, we do know that whenever you go back that far in history, you know, what were people building statues of? What were people making art about? It was generally, you know, religious, spiritual, otherworldly, paranormal shit. Exactly. Just a link. Just a link. Am I going to say that the two are related? Yes, because then if I don't, that would unvalidate the link that I'm very yeah, proud of. Yeah, we're kind of constructing me. a narrative here. <laughs> exactly, we're constructing a narrative. It's what we do on this podcast. So that's all the evidence that I can present you with today. Kit, it's where... It's an A4 sheet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a JPEG on an A4. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> where do you land on the black-eyed kids? I gotta say, it's hard for me to separate this idea of them just being normal kids Whenever there is, there is not much physical evidence of them messing anybody up, apart from a few nosebleeds. Right. It's, right. Ki it's kind of, you know, I, I think, as I said before, you got to be there to understand. I think yeah. if I met one of these kids, I would probably freak out too. But You'd it, probably go primal. But it kind of, it reminds me a little... <laughs> And start, start throwing wailing. punches and bites in the middle of this like podcast outro. I just start wailing on a child. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> uh, but it, it reminds me a little bit. At what point is it you know legitimate paranormal uh, inquest, and mm -hmm. at what point is it superstition? Because you look at let's say tribal populations, and you know that little cute little bug-eyed uh, lemur creature. What are they called? Oh, again? I know, bush, I know, like bush baby type things. Yeah. You know, in the places that those are indigenous to, they kill them on sight because they think they're uh, bad omens. And of course, like eyed children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we know that uh, we know that that's not true now. And we now we protect them and everything. And there's nothing wrong with them. They're cute as hell. But um, they were killed for probably hundreds of years yeah. just because everyone told each other that they were dangerous when they never did anything wrong. This is so much like. Uh, so we went to the same school together in yes. Northern Ireland and for some reason this tradition had been passed down from year to year that, <laughs> that every summer there'd be a certain point where a certain breed of caterpillar would, would start to come out into the fields and for some reason much like these tribes it was just instilled knowledge that every child was, was given tribal. was that every lunchtime we would go out into the fields and mercilessly hunt down brutally, and, brutally and slaughter right. every single one of these caterpillars yeah. which were uh, titled granny mushmushes yeah yeah 
That's right. I think because they were old looking and hairy and a bit gross. But I had completely... And we would just stomp them to death. I'd completely... And to the point where the school had to erect a fence so that we couldn't do it anymore. Uh, and we were 17 at the time. So... <laughs> like, I had completely blanked out from my memory until someone brought up the Granny Mushmushes. Like, do you remember like, yeah. the slaughter of the Granny Mushmushes? And I should qualify, we weren't 17. We, we weren't were 17. We were young, foolish... 15. Tribal, I, I, I tribal kids. <laughs> uh, same thing, though. Same thing. We just probably thought it was bad luck, bad omen. Exactly. And I think that litters a lot of human history. The BECs, black eye caterpillars. It's like people have done crazy things out of that belief of superstition. I mean, people Mm -hmm. kill their own kids. They do like all sorts of crazy things. Yeah, really weird stuff. But I do agree with you in the sense of, I don't think there's enough of an impact on the witnesses, Mm -hmm. physical impact to instill a sense of reality in these cases. Yeah. I'm I'm very curious though. In some ways, I'd never like to come across one so, so I could be proven wrong. Yeah, I want to feel that sense of dread. Because yeah. I sometimes, I get stressed quite easy. Mm-hmm. If I get like more than, if there's 10 emails in my email box and I haven't, <laughs> I, I can't read them. I go primal. I go primal. <laughs> I start biting I and punching if, any child that is near me. If Domino's texts me on a Tuesday, I will <laughs> smash a coffee table. I Jesus swear. Christ. If it's freaking... Domino's Tuesdays and Orange Wednesdays and they cross over at all, I will, I legit just primal, primal rage. I also think, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. I think I could beat up a black eyed kid. I think I could do it. That's if he wants to come into my tag. house. <laughs> Love it. You know, if they come up to here, if, if, you know, dark and stormy night, it's windy outside, you hear that knock. Oh, can we come in? You yeah, come in, bitch. I'm going to go down on you. <laughs> It's literally just like the kid comes in, sits on the table. I pick up a baseball bat. X don't give it to you. I'll wait for you to. Uh. Please, sir, we need some help. You just choke slam him through a table. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, I think concluding on this episode, we're both saying until I see more evidence, I think I need a bit more. I, I, I don't have enough to, to conclude. I can't say with full confidence as a paranormal investigator professional paranormal investigator yeah with I our can't, reputations on the line i can't say it i'm sorry that's right i'm sorry at this point i cannot say the black-eyed kids are real unfortunately not but hopefully if you tune in next week we will find another case that is in fact real what are the odds of that very low a million to one <laughs> but that's why you should come back because we're gonna make a million of these uh, podcasts so inevitably one of them is going to be true yeah it's kind of true it's like we haven't found alien life yet but shit the universe is a big place it's yeah. inevitable gotta inevitable find somewhere find something uh, if you've ever experienced a black eyed kid or anything with black eyes please send us an email in at this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com uh, as always thank you so much for listening to the podcast if you enjoyed it uh, feel free to give us a review on iTunes that always helps boost numbers and things like that or tell your, your friends spread it like a little ghostly plague yeah uh, like a little disease among your friends and then maybe we can do an episode on how you ruined your friends lives uh, by getting them into all this paranormal stuff like it's ruined our lives and respectively and if you do uh, email us here on the podcast uh, we are reading those emails every day and we're replying to everyone uh, yeah. sorry to those who've emailed in that we haven't you know we've got a ton of stories in our email inbox yeah. that we love and we're trying to get through uh, and we will 
Yeah. Um, but we're, we're just, we're taking our time. We want to bring you the best stories every week. So, uh, exactly. so be patient with us and keep emailing in. Thank you. Yeah. And if you're going to email in, make sure you plan it so that you don't email in at the same time as someone else is emailing in because I'll go postal. I will freak out. I can't, I cannot I have two emails. Tuesday or Wednesday <laughs> or actually, dude, even if it's on a, a weekend. Don't even send it. I'm you know what? Be- I'm getting, I'm going postal just thinking about it. Don't even send it. Don't even send it. No feedback. Turn off your phone. None of it. I swear. (laughs) Thank you for watching. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.